Kelly. Corey Murray. We did a cute little thing. We did a thing in And LA. it's our second time doing it. Second time being this cute. This cute. We did a, a whole cover story together. But first, I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Corey Murray. And this is Yes Girl. And we are so excited for this week's show. Why, Corey Murray? Because we are talking with Taraji P. Henson. We interviewed Taraji P. Henson. Again. Again. Um, but this time for the cover of the March-April issue of, of Essence. Essence Magazine. Okay. I'm your hype woman today. You feel it? Thank you. Thank okay. you. Um, so we interviewed her, but we turned it into a podcast, which turned into a video, which turned into a written piece. We just did all the things. Content, content, content. 360. That's, look at round that. Round and Look at round that synergy. And round. That synergy. Digital queens. Digital queen. For you. No, we're just kidding. We're so proud of ourselves. But very proud. And we're also proud to talk to Taraji about something very important, mental health. Yes. Her wedding. So y'all know I had to ask. And then I love that she just put it out there. She's going to turn 50 this year. And she looks amazing. Amazing. Her birthday's not for a while, so don't be going up to her being like, happy birthday. No, it's not for a while. She's just so joyful. But she's still joyful right now. It's Essence's 50th anniversary, so it just seemed right on time that we spoke to Taraji in this beautiful moment as she says goodbye to Cookie Lion. And hello to a new hair care line. Come on, TPH. Bye, Taraji. So y'all know Taraji is everything. I mean, like I said, we talked about everything. This moment is everything. Because last time we talked to her, we were in Jamaica. That's right. Ooh, that was a nice little time. That warm breeze, that sand. Mm, Them seagrunt breezes, Jamaican me breezing. We were were living. And we got a sneak peek at that bay. Her fine man that she's about to meet at the altar. Ooh, she's about to be her whole husband. Y'all, Taraji is in a season of abundance. Amen. Taraji is winning. Amen. And getting the roses, she's long been overdue. Yep. This is really our sus, and this was a special conversation. Yeah, so let's get into it. Who's here, Corey Murray? Taraji Henson. <laughs> Welcome back to Yes Welcome Girl. back. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah, we were in um, Jamaica. Yes, Jamaica. Last time. That was a great backdrop, ladies. Ooh, that was an epic conversation. We have what, we talked about a lot. Everything. Everything. We ran and through your receipts. A lot has happened. Oh, 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 you we weren't meant to see the ring. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, she's pretty. He's so good. pretty. He took that is pretty. You know, that was when you first, we were like, remember Yolanda was like, Taraji's got a man. Right, and I was all on the couch. Yeah, because I had to make sure it was forever, honey. <laughs> and clearly, yes. Yes, we need to get married this summer. I can't wait. We all can't wait. Cannot wait. I can't wait either. He can't wait. He's like, I want my ring. Every time I put my ring on, like, where's my ring? Is he a groomzilla? You know how some dudes he are like. so not. He wants to go it. to the justice of the peace. So I'm like, I need a dress. Yeah, no, I you need a I waited my moment. whole lifetime for this moment. No. It's not going to be a big show. It's going to be really small. Um, the, the nuptials will. But the, you know, of course, we're going to party big, the reception. Yes. yes. But I thought it was important to not make it a show. Because yeah. at first we started off like that and they started sending me them numbers. And I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this is becoming an event. An event. And yeah. that's not whatever how I saw my wedding. Yeah. I always saw my wedding. It's sort of like my cousin. When my cousin Didi and Bobby got married and I was um, a bridesmaid, I'm not going to have a bridal party either. Nice and simple. Um But I just remember it being in my grandmother's church. It was small in, in, South Car- in North Carolina. 
And it was small. It was just the family. And that's a wedding that I'll never forget. And I've been to a million weddings, big, elaborate. But that is the one that sticks to me. I don't yeah. know, maybe because it's my cousin. <laughs> no, but, but still, yeah. Moment. It was just, it was beautiful. And it was, um, I don't know. It just felt uh, more intimate. It was personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was about your love, right? right. That's what it's about. Yes. I always pause when I hear about people who have to take out loans for weddings. I'm not. That's because that's like, off in that, it's like come on. ridiculous. That like, why? Yeah. And who is it for? Is the wedding for you or for the people? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I, I thought for me, it is very important as we take this journey into forever because I don't plan on divorcing and he doesn't either. Mm-hmm. Stop with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's important that when you take your nuptials, um, who who you surround yourself with? Who mm-hmm. are the witnesses? Because that's what it's supposed to be, yes. witnesses. And people that are going to form a circle around that bond and your words yeah. and your promise to God. And if someone wants to jump ship, you form that circle and go, no, we were witnesses. Yeah. We were witnesses and you have to work this out. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was more important than a show. I, t- I have a good friend who takes it very seriously, that part of like the, the witness part and standing up. No judgment, though. No, ju- yeah, no, no judgment yeah, at all. Because, yeah. you know, people will take no, it. Everywhere. Yeah, no, 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 no. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. But no, but we some people you. really take that, that really seriously. Like, no, we're here to support you and we have to yes. be in agreement with everything. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with that. And my dad, right before we got married, he was like, this is about you too. Yes. No mm-hmm. one's going to think about this day after this mm-hmm. day, but you guys. Yeah. And you're going to remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got to be special. It's got to be so special. We can't wait to see you in this wedding dress. Yes. Oh, this leg. It's a quiet little place. I'm not even telling anybody where it is, but it's so quaint and quiet and beautiful and in nature. And it's going to be us. So that's- And maybe a hundred people. That's good intimate. That's good. Group. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because my, my family's big. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes you gotta tell people, I love you, but. Yeah, no, it's not the entire family. Like kids can't come or whatever, but it's like my cousins that slept on a pallet. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, no, yeah, no, yeah. Cl- my close, you know, yes. not people that just want to see Taraji get married. No. You know? Mm-mm. No people you have a connection to or have real stories or understand and know this relationship and this. Yes, that's bond. important. Mm-hmm. The friends and family. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's not the only big thing that's happened for you in 2020. What else happened? You are going to be launching a hair care line. <gasps> okay. Oh, girl, for the culture. <laughs> I, my quill. The I culture. am so excited. So are we. I'm excited because it's something that I have been working on for a long time, since I started wearing a weave back in 1990-something. And I just could not, I'm a natural hair girl. I mean, even before when my hair was permed, I'm from D.C., we were very serious about our hair. I have a side note. Hold on. Uh Uh-oh. She came with props. I have a prop. She from Maryland. I wanted to wear it, but I had got makeup on it. That is exactly Real women problems. And that's how I was Merlin. Merlin. She from Merlin. Because I was reading how, not to cut you off, but how you were like, if I didn't do acting, I would have been done in cosmetology. And I was telling Charlie, I said, real talk, growing up, Forestville, PG County, that was a big deal. Like, I felt the same way. I was like, if I don't get into Hampton, I'm going to go do um, Suitland High School, had the cosmetology program. And I missed it by a year. See? Because you're supposed to be in cosmetology school by the ninth grade or mm-hmm. something like that. But I missed it by a year because I was so busy trying to get in the School of Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. So when that fell flat, I panicked. I was like, ah, I got to do something. And I missed cosmetology by a year. But see, I think that was God because I would have been great. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I see that. $20 roll of sets in college. That was my <laughs> that was McDonald's money. <laughs> that was like no prayer for McDonald's, but you know when you broke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
because you're, you are, your hair is its yeah. own moment. Your career is it iconic. Yeah. And your hair, do you know, you ever auto search when you search your, you wouldn't search your name, but I when really you put in Taraji P. Henson, it's hair and Bob right after movies and career. <laughs> You know what's crazy? That it, the Bob has the Bob. been like that's I don't know God born me to wear Bob because that was the, my style in college, and you know that's when we used to wear those Bob wigs back then. Mm-hmm. And guys used to snatch them. You go to the club and they would snatch away. It was yes, a silly stupid, things, stupid, kids, yeah. <laughs> kids in clubs. But um. And they would always try to snatch me. I'd be like, ah, this is my hair. Because I would wrap. I had that wrap down to, you know, we yes. wrapped our hair. Mm-hmm. Mind the wind would blow and my hair would start to wrap. To wrap. Yes. Remember that? Yes. And I would wear all kinds of colors in my hair. So I was known for my hair in college. Like yes. Back then. Even in high school, I was a trendsetter. I don't know what I was thinking. But I used to do my own wet sets. Yeah. And with a lot of body, remember? Yeah. And you have to make a whole yeah, thing of it. Oh my god! <laughs> and you wake up and your curls be all crunchy. <laughs> Moment, <laughs> right? Um, I, you know, the little alligator clips. I would put them in the front to make my hair stand up in the front. Oh, and yes. I would just wear them to the clubs. I would buy them in different colors and I would wear them. And then I started seeing girls wear them. Starting <sighs> trends. Right? See, back Look then. Look over here in D.C. doing it. Okay. It was crazy. But I was special. I was different. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in the hood knew it. Mm-hmm. They was like, oh, that's right. She's she different. <laughs> She's extra. In the right way. <laughs> yes. I love that. So your passion with hair starts way back then. Way back. I remember in the ninth grade. So, you know, everybody used to get kitchen dudes from their moms. Right. Yes. My ninth grade. I think I posted. I had like a gold streak right here. And then, you know, the spray. Mm-hmm. My mother cut it into my little layered bob. And Prince. I fell in love with Prince. Yeah. And, you know, Prince had that hairdo that mm-hmm. went in like this. <laughs> and I got the notion one day to go to the mall and get my hair cut. And I found this Asian woman and she cut hair. You know, they had yeah. that great blunt oh, hair. Mm-hmm, so you have to really mm-hmm. be able to cut. And I fell in love with her. And that's who cut my hair all through high school. And we, I would try to fit like four or five different hairstyles on my head. But let me go back. My mom, when I cut it off, she got so mad. She said, I'm not going to do your hair. If you cut your hair off, you want to be grown, you do your hair yourself. I was like, fine. So I went to Sally's and I got the Marcel um, curling irons mm-hmm. and a stove. And I was rocking. I was working Marcel's like clink, clink, clink at 14. That's one of my proudest. My one time. Oh, no. My proudest tribute is that I can work a Marcel. Yeah. I'm very proud I of it. I prefer a Marcel. Yeah, I'm hair challenge because I don't even know what a Marcel is. What is it's that? It's the, the curling iron that has the like the two hand. things. Yeah. Yeah. You just set up a spring oh, where you use the yeah. finger. Those are for the amateurs. Yes. Yeah. Stay in my lane over here. Yeah. I'm local 706. So. <laughs> 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 Which is why I'm so happy this hairline is coming from you. Yes, it is. Clearly, you know black hair. I know. And the thing about it is funny because I was very interested in making a line that everybody could use. Because you mm-hmm. start with a base and then you branch off. Girl, I got so much more coming, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm listening to comments and everything, and this first pass was I wanted to include everyone. Mm-hmm. Because you got to think about it. When I play different characters, I have worn all kinds of hair, honey. You have. Everything. I have worn silky straight. I have worn European hair. So I know hair. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So, of course, I'm going to cater to the curly hair girls. And there's something in there for everyone. Mm-hmm. But as far as my um, natural hair care line, it's coming. <laughs> now, what's the thing in the picture? Because um, I got invited to your hair care uh, university. Oh, it's so much fun. Okay. Oh, but I'm confused by this little thing you got. This little, what is try that? Try touch. The try yes. touch applicator. Okay. So what I noticed, and this is 
how this um, line was born, I found a solution to a real problem. Okay. So I, when, like I said, when I first started getting weaves, I remember I loved my hair, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to preserve it <laughs> because I heard all of these um, stories about losing edges uh -huh. and your hair thinning yes. out. They leave you. And from can being you, in the can industry. you pause and tell us like what? Have you had an instance with that where you had to teach someone on set to like take care of your hair to be good to it? Uh yes. Um, with heat. Yeah. Um, I'm very meticulous about my hair, mm -hmm. and when. You know, I'm just, I had just gotten to the place about how many years ago? I don't know when I was able to take my team with me wherever mm -hmm. I go. But before then, my ha my hair was in the hands of so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And first of all, I'm very spiritual. Like, I'm like, I don't want people, because you write to my crane, my brain. Yeah. You're like, you my mm -hmm. cranium. Like, I need, that energy got to be right. Mm -hmm. And there's, I'm an old Southern woman, too. <laughs> so you got to have growing hands. Mm -hmm. So when I had all these people in my, I felt weird. Oh, perfect. All right. Okay. So um, where Do you also I believe in the superstition of having two people in your head at the same yeah. time? Um. I used to mm -hmm. until I, if I have a difficult hairstyle and I'm pressed for time and I need sleep, five people get in my hair. Yes. On. Just your hands <laughs> yeah. got to be right and your heart got to mm -hmm. be right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool on that. What is growing hands? Yeah, no, growing like, hands is that people who take care of your hair, your hair grows. Oh. See, I need I never growing knew hands that. on my head. I need growing okay. hands, honey. You spoke to my heart when you talked about the damage with wigs and weeds. Okay, so that let me get mm -hmm. back to that. So mm -hmm. what I found was... When I would go into these installs and uh, protective hair uh, styles, how do I take care of my hair? And I remember I had a very embarrassing moment the first time I wore a Brazilian curly weave. You, you know, a lot of people think you can just wet it and go and don't <laughs> take care of your hair. Oh, yes, my hair's protected. It's going to grow. Not. Mm -mm. You have to take care of your hair while it's in an install. Mm -hmm. And so I... <laughs> I was new to the game. So I go back to the salon and she takes my weed down and there's this horrible smell coming from my head. Mm -hmm. You've smelled it before. Yes. And it's mildewy mm -hmm. because I wasn't drying my wefts. That was the first lesson. So oh, then I wow. was like, okay, I have very dense hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so then now I have a problem because I can wash the weave really well and that'll be clean. But how do I penetrate the weft and the cornrow and the net? Sometimes people put nets. How do you penetrate that and get down to your scalp? Because your scalp is totally neglected. And I know that a lot of women think that just because they have an install that their hair is protected, protected mm -hmm. and it's, it's healthy. It's but nice. what happens is when they take it down, it's dry, it's brittle. It may be long, but you've seen pictures when they go on the internet and they pull it all out and it doesn't look healthy. And it's yes. thin. You can see through everything because you haven't been taken care of. And it's just like when you expect to reap a harvest. How can you do that if your soil is bad? So you have to think about your hair like that. You have to think about your scalp first. You have to clean your scalp first and then get to your hair. Think about it. If you have dense hair like this mm -hmm. and it's a scalp um, product that you're using or scalp formulation, mm -hmm. by the time it gets to your root, because I turn into a chia pet when my hair gets wet. Mm -hmm. So it's harder to get to my scalp. To get so by there. the time the formulation reaches the scalp, it's done all its work on the hair. Mm -hmm. So that's where the Tri-Touch applicator comes in. That's brilliant. So because sense. you can cut through the webs. And it's and I found that when I went totally natural and I 
you know, um, stop perming my hair and straightening it. And when I wash it, so because my root is so thick, I still have that issue. So it, that's when I said, wow, this, this is going to be great. Not only just for people who have installs, but for people who have really thick, dense hair, like yes. the C4 mm-hmm. curly girls, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and it scratches your scalp because yeah. you know, it's kind of harm the rat tooth, you know, you be <laughs> like this with the rat tooth. But what happens is uh, the formulation is actually very thin too. So it can get through and down to your scalp and your scalp tingles. And it feels refreshed. It feels like your scalp has had a peppermint patty. That's the only. Okay, I'd like to order a hundred of those. (laughs) Yes, because I literally have. When you said the net, I have crochets, and there's a net in there right now Mm -hmm. to keep me from scratching. But it's also a barrier for moisture, all the things, everything I want to get there. Yes. I have I have a conditioner. I have a master cleanse which cleanses the scalp, and then I also have a mint condition for the scalp as well. And it also because you know you got to remember when you have a, um, a weave or an install. All of that product is not going to come out. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's in an install. Right? Mm-hmm. You can get most of it out. You can try. You can wash your hair for an hour. It's still going to get trapped in there. But if something's going to get trapped in there, at least it's feeding my hair. So then I cut to me coming up with this concoction. And it was apparatus, child. It was a whole <laughs> system. <laughs> and when wow. I would travel, I would have to disassemble it because mm-hmm. the the um, the container that I was using, you know, the one that they used to put to dye your roots? Yeah. That with the straight long. Mm-hmm. That's what I was using because I needed something to help yeah. it get yeah. down in there. So once I um, partnered with Mesa, of course, they're brilliant. They came up with the Tritongue, Tri-Touch um, Applicator. And I was like, I wasn't even thinking about the three. That's amazing. <laughs> life-changing. Yeah, life-changing. And I just think a lot of, my product is really going to be based on the tutorials I do because the products look beautiful, but where do you go? It's oftentimes yeah. you have so many products and you just don't know what to do and how, how to use them. Mm-hmm. But because I formulated these all myself, I can tell you exactly what to do, how to use it, when to use it, what I do for my hair, because that's what I was finding. People started taking to my hair when they started, yeah. when I would take the weaves out and show my hair, they'd be like, oh my God, how did you do it? How did you do it? It would have been so hard for me to try to explain. Yeah. So I went on vacation with a girlfriend and they were expl- um, had protective styles and they were complaining about their scalps itching. I said, try this. So I put it all together. They, oh my God, I've never felt this. I was like, oh, I'm onto something. I was gonna say, have you Save ever like, had the entrepreneur bug or? Yeah. Okay. I remember before I booked Baby Boy, I took a community college class on how to make candles and I turned it into a business called Light My Fire. And I would make candles for my friends who were lucky enough to be booked on television shows. Paula J. Parker, if you out there, girl, I love you because she was my <laughs> first, first cus- client and she customer and she bought like $500 worth of um, candles because she gave them as gifts for um to her cast and crew. Yeah. And girl, I love you, honey. Do you know that paid my rent that month, that year, that month? And it was Christmas and my baby had gifts under the tree. I love that. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yes. So, yes. Wait, do you still do that epic garage sale? I used this? to, I so, used to, and I used to really enjoy them, but I can't because I yeah, you're, t- you're you too know, big. You gotta yeah. take the good with the bad. Child. <laughs> Do you, you used still to have do a, this thing where like everyone would come and she would have this epic garage sale with her yes. with her. You, with and I remember you talking about mannequins, I had racks. I yeah. had a my um kickboxing mannequin. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't a kid; it was a bag. You know the kickboxing. <laughs> yeah, chicken. I turned it into a mannequin. I had mannequin heads with shades and earrings. I had price tags on everything. And yeah, I did it all myself. If you decide to, you know, DM me to rush. No, but I can't because people then they know where you live. Live, Yeah. You know what? And I'm the type of girl where I want everybody to have fun and come and get in. 
That spirit, we love. We were just talking about. We watched your um, undercover lift. Oh. <laughs> that so was brilliant. Fun. It was so funny. It was so much fun. You were throwing out hints like I make cookies, and you know it's hard out here. You, you're comedic. I mean, comedy is so natural for you. We love you. You, you can play anyone. Well, do anything. you know, know that is exactly what I moved out to LA for? I thought I was gonna book a nice sitcom and be there for my son and have net regular banker's hours. You mm-hmm. know, right? <laughs> Not the case. I was like, you are really funny, sir. <laughs> Ma'am, <laughs> but now it's funny to hear that you want to get back into comedy. Yeah. Oh my, that's what I came out here to do. Yeah, I'm and my, get a stand up. Thank God for. I would love to. I would. Love I would. I, but see, my stand up would be totally different. It would be more because I'm not a stand up comedian. You know what I mean? I can be funny. Mm-hmm. So mine would be more of more like playing different characters, like a one woman mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. something that. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really. And that we were watching. We were like Taraji. <laughs> <laughs> you, it was just so naturally funny. That southern accent was coming out. Everything. <laughs> I you love. Have, you like to have a good time. You I enjoy do. your life. I do. It's getting harder nowadays. Is though. it? It's so. Look at where we are. Like, yeah. You know, it doesn't help my anxiety and depression. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a struggle. It's like you get after a certain age, the rose-colored glasses come off. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I want to really, really discuss and tackle this, women. Like. I know we all are enamored and we're in love with how black don't crack mm-hmm. and we're all love the youthfulness and, and yes, I'm pushing 50 and 50 we a bitch and all of that. <laughs> yes, that's great. But let's be real. There are things that happen to us mm-hmm. physically and we really, we get caught up in the pretty aesthetic of it all, aesthetics of it all that we really never talk about perimenopause, mm-hmm. menopause, and that directly mm-hmm. affects your mental. Mm-hmm. That's mental health right there. Yeah. I mean, the depression lows and you not knowing where this shit is coming from. Yeah. We, we, yes, we look good, but I had to say something. I had to and say thank the, you for thank saying you for something. doing that. I had and I almost panicked because when I saw Self Magazine, I remember I did, did my interview and I felt right about it. And then I saw they made the headline. 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 I was like, Taraji, they're going to send me out to the pastors. <laughs> I'm never going to work again. But then people were in my DM like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. For, and, and how the hell am I to tackle mental health and not say anything about it? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, am I a hypocrite? Yeah. I had to because I I wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. hello, out there, is anybody else going through this? You know. And what was so beautiful about you coming forward about it is because, you know, you've constantly been the the around the way girl, the girl mm-hmm. that we all love, the, the friend. Yeah, yes. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it relatable. was like, but in that moment you were like, No, Tarashi, we she has issues too. What? Like everyone else. So yes. I want to personally thank you for saying that. Because Shivali and I have been talking, like a lot of times I was listening to this other podcast and it was about a girl who literally went to a dinner party crying. She fixed her face, went into the party, and initially she was like telling everybody she was fine. But then as soon as she left, she cried and she had to realize like she was depressed Mm -hmm. and she had no one to really talk about it with. But I'm so thankful that more black women are, we are talking about it more. And talking, and not even like a cursory, like, oh yeah, I have my problems, I have my days, but no, like, no, we need to really delve deep into depression. So and how it's affecting our lives. I mean, it's generational, babe. Mm-hmm. We have not even dealt with slavery. We are walking around still traumatized. Yeah. We have 400. I got goosebumps. Don't mm-hmm. make me cry. Because we always try to be so strong yeah. and get over things. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not, it's not healthy. And why no. should we be held to that? Yeah. We are human. Mm-hmm. And 
yes, Jim Crow. I mean, he looked like it was coming back. I mean, <laughs> did it leave? You know, these All micro right. mini aggressions against us, and we have to wake up every day. I don't know a black person who can sleep soundly at night knowing loved ones are out in this world. Mm-hmm. We gonna take that to our grave. Do you mm-hmm. understand? Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see in her lifetime where a black mother or father can go to sleep and not worry about their kids or themselves. And rest yeah. easy. It won't happen. Oh my god. I'm st- yeah. But we have to talk about it, Taraji. No, we must. We and have you are to. And we gotta this fuck- conversation. No, it's you can say it. No, we gotta stop yeah. fucking around with these titles. And I, I get it, mm-hmm. black girl magic. I get yeah. it. But again, you have to be careful. With that, because if you say magical, see, it makes us, it makes us otherly. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, your son died last night, but look how she got over it and she's marching through it. No. She forgave. Mm -mm. I'm tired of forgiving. No. I'm tired of forgiving. And that pain has physical effects. It has mental. Mental. Forever. Yeah. Our children are affected. These children growing up watching this and this is a norm. It's, it's interesting. Not I, healthy. I watched. All. We watched the news with my daughter and with our daughter in the morning. And sometimes initially we were turning the channel. Mm-hmm. You know when things were getting a little tough, they were talking painful. about painful. And but now we have to talk about it with her because I was like, you know, I need to start preparing you for what the real world yes. is going to be. And these babies like. don't have a chance. They mm-hmm. don't have a chance at being children. What happened to them not worrying about getting snatched up in a white van? I. I, I sometimes I wish I could go back to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I could play on outside. Streets. Just oh, make sure yeah. you get home for them street, street lights. Come on. <laughs> and don't you be sassing Miss Parker. <laughs> yeah. Because she has the right to smack your butt. Like, Literally. you know, yeah. it was really a village. You know, the neighborhood knew the kids. We mm-hmm. could go. I mean, these kids don't have that luxury no. anymore. They and don't. then the internet bullying. And we expect them to go to school and learn. I mean, we expect so much of these children and we have totally neglected them. I got one for you. Social was media. at school? With, no, got in school with Jillian. They have to do um, shutdown drills. We yeah, happen to be for, there sh- for bombings and shootings. And shootings. Oh, she got down. I was like, "What is happening?" They're like, "She's like, mommy, it's a shutdown drill." That I started you, crying. This, it freaked me out. Listen, it's getting closer and closer to home mm-hmm. because this last shooting that happened in California affected oh, yeah. a crew member on my set. His daughter was at the school. Oh my god! He had to leave and go get her and bring her back. She's traumatized. She will for she ever be changed by gun violence as a child. They don't have a mo- they don't have a chance at being children. Yeah. Social media doesn't allow them to be children. I was no. getting ready to say this. What I see on social media, and you speak about this a lot too. We have to be the words that we use are so mm-hmm. powerful, but it's the youth that are getting it the most. They're horrible. Yeah. The emojis, the shade, the insults, the kill yourself. You see, we see it on Twitter and Instagram. It's heartbreaking, and they just so quick to judge and criticize. It's just like and whoa, mm-hmm. just wow. This is a full human here. Mm-hmm. Like, easy. A baby. These little kids. But oh they're traumatized. Yeah. So we can't, how do we expect them to function properly if they don't have the tools? Yeah. Hurt people, hurt people. Which is why we applaud you for going right to Congress. This is not yeah. something mm-hmm. that we just talk about over no. drinks or at Mm-mm. the dinner table. This is something that it's a crisis. Oh, it's affecting us. Exactly. Yeah. Affecting our, our future. Mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers are so alarming at African-American children yeah. taking their lives. Mm-hmm. It's alarming. Yeah. I don't ever, that should never be normal. Mm-hmm. We should never sit and feel comfortable about spewing numbers yeah. about our children and our future dying. 
That should never be a comfortable conversation yeah. to have. My body is getting heated as I talk about mm -hmm. it. Five years old. Mm -hmm. You should only care about the cartoons and what cereal you yeah. eat and Christmas time mm -hmm. and lollipops and fun. You're carrying the weight of the, of world, the world, world on your little five-year-old shoulders. I can't. What and you know what I have to, to I'm, I've started doing something in my family because I have people in my family when, it, when you start seeing these black kids getting, they'll be like, oh, they must be around white people. That must be something. And I'm like, no, people are having issues. It's regardless of color. We need to talk to our kids about how they deal with them and how to effectively talk to someone to get through it. It's not a black and white issue anymore. I've had to stop people from doing that. Like making it say, making it a make it a cultural thing race. or like a black and white thing that oh this is something that only white people do. But it's like no, we're no, doing it. It's for everyone. Yeah, it is. And the thing about the white black thing, um, you know, the reason why we say that is because there's not enough of us represent mm -hmm. uh, uh, enough representative representation of us mm -hmm. in the field of mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. So of course, naturally, we think that's just for white yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Because every time I wanted to look for a therapist, I never saw one. You know, yeah, that's a challenge right there. That's a challenge mm -hmm. right there. And then I'm already walking in the room with my stuff, and I'm really. Now, I don't feel safe talking to you because yeah. a lot of my stuff is coming from people that look like you. So yeah. I can't even, you know, but that's not to say that there aren't, aren't culturally competent um, therapists out there that aren't black. Oh, right. Yeah. As Absolutely. long as you can, if I feel comfortable and you mm -hmm. understand my struggle and what I actually go through, if you have um, compassion and you mm -hmm. get it, we can talk. I, you can help me. Yeah. But if you have nothing culturally, you can't. Yeah. You just gonna try to give me some little exercises because you read it in a it's book. Not gonna That's work, not no. helping me. Or I, try to medicate me. I'm so happy that mm. you mentioned another therapy. thing. Black people don't trust. Yeah. Medication. Because it's not always about medication, though. See, that's right. the that's the misconception about mental health, getting help. It's not always about a pill. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I remember, I remember when I first went public and said it. That was a relief right yeah. there because then I didn't feel alone. I saw all the demons. Me too. That right there can soothe you. Yes. That right there can be, oh, at least I know I'm not alone. Yes. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. Yes, conversation. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. about it. What kind of resources does your um, foundation offer? What I'm so proud of right now, because there's so much work that we have to do, and mm -hmm. it's just like, where do you start? Right now, we have um, on our website um, a, a resource page mm -hmm. where you can go um, punch in where you live, um, and you can find therapists in your area, which is amazing, right there. Who are willing to yeah. hop on the phone, do a mm -hmm. conference call? We have a chat room where people can talk because a lot of the times it's just talking and knowing yes. you're not alone. People yeah. suffer when they think they're the only ones. They suffer alone. They suffer mm -hmm. in silence. Mm -hmm. And just by speaking it, like I said, just by saying, "Oh my God," it, it's, it's, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's very freeing. Mm -hmm. So we allow that. Um, the main concern. The main concern for us right now is getting to the babies in school. Mm -hmm. uh, we have peace circles for them. You see I our artist, um, she's going around the country, Sierra. She's painting um, uh, positive affirmations in bathrooms. Because when I was growing up, bathrooms where you Ooh, got junk, oh, yes. people smoking weed, <laughs> and all the horrible stuff <laughs> had right in the hood. Oh, oh, yeah. people, all kinds of stuff, horrible stuff happened in the bathroom. So, so we true. made that a place where you can go collect yourself, mm -hmm. remind yourself that you're beautiful and yeah. that you're powerful. Uh, you know, write beautiful messages on the wall. People, kids like to write. Well, write yeah, something nice. nice. Yeah. You know, and peace circles where they can work things out yeah. amongst themselves. 
You know, you bumped me in the hallway. What was that about? Let's talk about well, it. you know, I, my grandmother was sick this morning. See, it had nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nope. Wasn't personal. Remember that guy, the parent, he went to, his kid was being bullied and he went to talk to the bully and it found out the kid was, um, he was living in a homeless, homeless. shelter. Yes. Homeless. Yep. And he took him to go get his clothes washed and then they became friends. Like he took the time to find out what was going on. Get to the root of the problem. Well, yeah. Listen, most humans don't want to be bad. Okay. No one wakes mm -hmm. up unless now there's some chromosomes that are off and, you know, yeah. it just can't happen, you mm -hmm. know. But most the majority of people, they don't want to be bad. They There is a reason why. There's always a reason why. The loud girl in class, why is she? Well, because she ain't getting attention at home. Mm -hmm. So she going to come and she going to act up. But that comes from having compassion yeah, okay. and not judging mm -hmm. and understanding that there's a reason behind everything. Yeah. You know, I do it all the time. I play these characters and people go, oh, you going to play her? Yeah, because I'm interested in why. I'm, I'm interested in doing the backstory to find out why she's like this. Exactly. I'm not going to judge her. That's not my job. I'm the actress. My job is to make her, somebody has to identify with her. Mm -hmm. This character didn't just fall out the sky. This is a real person and someone's going to identify with her in her story. So it's my job to make her as real as possible. And the only way I can do that is have compassion mm -hmm. and handle that character with compassion and go into the, mm, wow, she has some trauma. Oh, yeah. You know, and if we start handling each other that way, this place, this world would be a much better place. It would. And I love these safe spaces that you're creating in schools, mm -hmm. online. Yeah. It, we have to start somewhere. Yeah, but I you're mean, doing the work. Yeah, have to. It's critical. I need, I, we need money. <laughs> no, I'm just telling <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm really about this. I have been footing this foundation mm -hmm. for some time with my own money. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting a little nervous because the show coming to an end. <laughs> but God got me. <laughs> Doing his he work. does. Yeah. He does. This work is, yeah. I mean, and I see the responses in your comments, right? We mm -hmm. read, we see what people mm -hmm. are saying to you. Yeah. It's a, a larger conversation now. And it just makes me feel like I found my life purpose, you know? Oh acting, That's and I was trying point. to find it through acting, you know, but then people get caught up in the celebrity of it all. And it's like, yeah, but I'm doing real work and I hope you got that message that character was sending. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, but this is real. This is straight to the chase. This is not washed up in Hollywood glamour. Mm -hmm. This is me and this is my passion and this is what I'm about. <sighs> okay, I love she it. She mentioned I Empire did. though, and I know, I know. we have to, <laughs> uh, we gotta talk about yeah, it. we gotta talk about this director. Like yes. you. <gasps> Congratulations. I love it. I can't believe when you said it, I was like, no, it can't be the first time. First time. I've directed theater before, but mm -hmm. you know, in college. Mm -hmm. But I just for for one, I like sleep. And I just thought <laughs> <laughs> I saw them direct. They be looking haggard. Y'all have some real early call times. Yes, yeah. But you know the one thing I did learn, the director doesn't show up when the actors do because we don't have to go through Oh, oh glam. So we show up at crew call. Now that helped. That's cute. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um I well I think the fulfillment that I get from it is that the 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 most joy I got out of directing was the audition process. Cause I was like, I'm I'm handpicking whoever is gonna be in my episode. You know, for whatever the role yeah. right. yeah, 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 yeah. you know. And I just felt so good knowing that I was giving some young actor a break. Yeah. Knowing that they were going to run home and call their mom. Like, whoa, a real empire. 
fire because I remember those days. Mm -hmm. And I remember the shitty auditions I had with casting directors that just didn't give nothing. They mm -hmm. didn't make the environment safe mm -hmm. enough for me to be uninhibited to bring these words to life, right? And because I'm an actor, I'm very sensitive to that. I'm very sensitive to actors' times and how they're like scared. And of I'm in the room, so, oh, you know. So this one actor came in the room and he was... He did his read, and it was it was okay. It wasn't bad, but I could tell he was out of breath, and I I knew instinctually that if I gave him another chance, he would knock it out the park. So he stopped, and I said, "That was good." I said, "Let me ask you a question. Um, did you run to get here? Because you sound like you're oh oh my god, I left my resume." I said, "Boo boo boo boo." I said, "Slow down, oh, I said, slow down, baby." I said, you have to realize we need you. We yes. need to cast this today because the studio ain't going to be happy. I said, take this with you. Put it in your pocket and keep it. This is your time. Mm. Take your time. Mm. We need you. I said, now do it again. And he knocked it he out of her heart. Right. But because I created a safe environment. Yeah. Imagine mm. how many incredible actors have been overlooked because auditioning is a process. That's yeah. a craft in and of itself. Just auditioning. That's one thing. Auditioning is a whole other language. Then getting and keeping the job is another one. <laughs> you want to talk Ooh, about anxiety? Levels to this shit. When are you, when are you teaching your master class? <laughs> I am. I am. That's definitely in my, my future. Okay. Definitely okay. in my future. Because I'm really sensitive about my craft mm -hmm. because I spent a lot of money studying it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, and I hope I don't offend anyone, but this is my truth. I'm offended that all of a sudden acting has become such a novelty. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean I by do. that? Mm -hmm. I do. Like anybody can do it now. It's and a it's, whole craft. A, it's just. And a, I love you've always called it a craft. Always. It's a craft, baby. It is yeah. not just about I'm comfortable in my skin and I'm going to hit my back and be cute. It's a craft. And I tell young, I don't judge. Look, hey, get your money because it's yeah. out there to be got. But when you come to me for my advice, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, I got to tell you from my experience. I studied. I trained. You think that I just woke up one day and was able to give you Katherine Johnson and turn around and give you Suge and then Cookie and then no Proud Mary and you know the list goes oh. on. Like I went broke putting myself through college. I've The reason why I know how to pick a script is because I've read, I studied literature. <laughs> I've read some of the most amazing literature known to man. So I know the structure of a good script. You know, not that every job script I pick is the best structurally, but I know I can do something to yeah. it, you know, yeah. to make it pop. It was a Guardian article and he says it was Adam Shankman yes. who directed yes. What Men Want. Yes. And he said, he, he told you that we have a low budget. So I knew Taraji was going to be my special effect. <laughs> I that love is Adam. so I love, But he talked about your just your knowledge, and mm -hmm. you he could say to you, "Be this character from this show," mm -hmm. and you like immediately got it. But, but that's I love because I studied the craft yeah. and your range, Taraji. I mean, look at your body of work. But you I studied the craft exactly. Yeah. I'm a hood girl that kind of came from the hood, but I was doing Shakespeare at twelve. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? We do. Mm -hmm. Euripides. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Agamemnon. Mm -hmm. I was doing it. <laughs> you know, so Absolutely. it just, I know what I put into it. And I, I know thespians. I know I can rattle off the names. Y'all know them. Mm -hmm. And 
I just, you know, I don't want to piss on anybody. I'm not, this is not a dig to anyone, please. But again, this is my craft and I'm very sensitive about it. Like people like to say, call me a singer. No, I'm not. Because that too is a craft. Yes. And yes, I can hold a tune and I can carry a note. And I did study musical theater in college, but I didn't study theory. You understand what I mean? Gotcha. That's where craft yes. comes in. Yeah. yeah, I can hit a note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit down like Miss Alicia Keys and tickle them ivories. <laughs> you, that's a craft. You get right. what I'm saying? And I everybody totally, yeah. can't do that. And so I don't claim that I can sing. Yeah. Now, if a character comes across my lap and I got to sing, baby. <laughs> me, me. <clears throat> me, me, me. Where's my vocal coach? Okay. You understand what I mean? But I'm not going to yes. hop on the screen and I'm not going to rant and rave that I sing, I sing. Because mm-hmm. that's a craft. And I don't want to... I don't want to, you know, slap somebody in the face with all of their hard work no. that they did studying their craft. I didn't put that kind of work in. I can't claim that. <laughs> so can we talk about your legacy? Because Corey and I were mm-hmm. just talking about, like, you know, how much we admire your career. Yeah. And we know that you are real, authentic unbelievably talented, yeah. incredible you. range, hardworking. Like we could go on and on, but we were curious. <laughs> it's true. You know, you've earned this, Taraji. But what do you want your legacy to be? Because we, you know, when um, we were reading that, you really, they said you became an international star after Empire. But <laughs> yeah. you've been, you know, like to us. 20 years hello, in a game. You know, we and even this. longer for us. But so yeah. now that the world sees you, what is it that you hope they see? Um, That I'm a people person and I'm mm-hmm. definitely for the people. That everything I do is not for myself. It's for how to uplift or leave a legacy behind that will inspire those coming behind me because that's that's how I'm here. I had a plethora of people that I looked up to. We still talk about their work. They're not here anymore. I was interested in doing that kind of work and I was very clear on it the moment I decided to take acting seriously. When I got to LA, I had a I had my come to Jesus meeting and I said I want longevity mm-hmm. and I want work and I want to do characters and work that people will talk about long after I'm gone. Children will study my work long after I'm gone. Yeah. So I was very clear on that. And look at what you've done. How are you saying goodbye to Cookie, though? Oh, good question. <sighs> Cookie's been such a blessing. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't know. I know people are not ready to say goodbye to her. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. But so- that's one of those characters that will live on. Oh, yeah. She's know? a... Time she's forever. now a Time character. Time. She's iconic. What yes. else can you do with Cookie? People really, be dressing you know? up as Cookie for Halloween forever. Still. Okay. <laughs> right? Forever. Ever, ever. Forever. <laughs> and I mean, like, I still watch Martin. I'm never yeah. going to stop mm-hmm. watching. You can When you come to my house, you can always tell who had the television. <laughs> if it's on BET, that's me. Because I'm always watching BET. Yes. Even if I'm not watching it, it's, it's on. It's on, yeah. yeah. And if it's sports, my fiance. Yes. Well, we were reading <laughs> that you would love it if Jesse could come back for one of the final episodes. How is he? We know you guys he's are great, great friends. He's great. He's, he's you know, he's he's a friend to the show. He's as resilient. Well. I love Jesse. He's mm-hmm. a resilient spirit. And um I just don't understand how we end this show. Yeah. Because he's so beloved. You know, he was Cookie's favorite baby. Oh, I know yeah. you're not supposed to have favorites. But it's true. But, it's true. <laughs> you know, they had a special connection. Mm-hmm. And he had a special connection with the show and that show would be we wouldn't be as as successful without him or his storyline yeah that storyline did a lot for us in the black community Mm -hmm. and it was very important and it is very important i think his storyline his character is very important and meaningful to the show and i just don't understand how we ended without him yeah 
I, I just really don't. I didn't realize the impact of his storyline. We did a roundup of like the, I think it was the 13 best like LGBT moments of the decade. Mm-hmm. And and it, his was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that really, it, was it really, really, it was a, it was an impact. Absolutely. You know, you kind of forget because now everyone's talking about it. But mm-hmm. that was a first. All right. So Empire's ending. We were ending. bold on that show. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all were. Hey, hell yeah. We did not shy away from mental illness either. No. Yes. And what was so brilliant is that we had the gay son, mm-hmm. bipolar, and the millennial. Because, child, that's a head case right there. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't even know what the ne- the next one's called. Which one? The gen- What is it? Generation Z? I don't know. What, I think it's are. called it's Generation Z. Z. I'm Behind, scared. Yeah. They not going to care about us and our social security. Oh, no, no. You know why? Because we no. didn't care about them. Y'all going to remember me, though. I did a lot for the babies. <laughs> I'm out here trying to save y'all from school and stuff. So, you know, look and remember me, all right? (laughs) I know. I'm trying to bring back Teen Summits in every. Oh, Teen Summits. Well, hold up. Not even just on television, but in each state. Okay, we have Black Expos. We have Women Expos. We have all these Circle of Sisters. Where entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. can connect and. You know these kids are making more money than we are, right? Yeah. Where is their platform? To talk about their feelings. I brought that up at Congress, too. Mm-hmm. I said, we need to pay more attention to our children. Yeah. We must. Absolutely. Because they are going to take care of us. Bridge them. We, Bridge the conversation. We must. We must. Because we're neglecting them. Taraji, oh. you are so much fun. Thank but wait, I have one more question. Because yes, I have one yes. more question. Okay. Oh, no, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Please. So, 2020 is to food. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> 2020 is here. Yes. You're saying goodbye to Empire. Yes. Getting married. You mm-hmm. touched on you're going to have a really beautiful birthday later in the year. Hello. I did, didn't I? What did I say? A yacht. I mean, you're just saying like, oh, you yes. just, you know, you're turning it. We're also turning 50. Hey, look at us. We look good. Okay. All those things are going on. I'm with it. She's at the bridge. Yes, yes. I'm with you. So the question is, how do you see this? How do you feel about going into 2020? Like, Ooh, what is, what do you, what moment. is this new moment, new chapter? After, how do you want to see this year for you? How do you see the year okay. playing out for you? Oh. Would you manifest? Do you do intentions? Yeah, like January. You know, people were on Instagram. I'm claiming. You know, I don't, I do that all year round. Mm-hmm. So I don't make it about a moment because I'm trying to better myself 365 days of the year. I so I just feel like a hypocrite if I go, and I'm not judging anyone. No, Please, yeah, this yeah. is no judgment, y'all. I'm talking mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. I just don't like to like make it an isolated moment. Because yeah. then it's like, you're going to forget two weeks from now. <laughs> like, are you continuing that work all year? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I'm just always trying to be my better self. I'm always trying to grow and learn more about myself. I need to work on my patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, everyone needs to work on their compassion. You know, there are days when I'm better at it and them days when I've been through stuff and I don't care. You know, I need to work on that. <laughs> I just want to yeah. continue to work on me and be the best version of myself mm-hmm. that I can be before I leave this earth. To me, I'm taking it as we have to live in a moment because oh, yes. we set ourselves up to be like, oh, yeah. oh I want to do this by this and this. But it's like, no, let's just and live in the moment. things don't work out the way you yeah. foresee them. And God mm-hmm. has other plans. And so you just got to be present and in the moment. Yeah. You know, just strive for greatness. Set your goals. But. You know, mm-hmm. be open. Yeah. <laughs> and you okay. exude open. so much gratitude, Taraji. I'm so, so grateful. You can I'm tell. I'm grateful. You know? I am very grateful. You've worked hard and you've enjoyed everything that's come to you also yes. and appreciate it. Rather, and I, I don't take say. it for granted. We can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. 
Well, that Thank sounds like you. a good 2023 Thank happy early birthday, Virgo. Yes, Virgo. You know, I get into this Virgo thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to have a yacht, honey. Miss Gabrielle Union, honey, and that oh, thing, Dwayne Wade. They be they. I, I'm just like I need to be them. And Magic and Cookie. I'm joking. I don't ever want to be another couple. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? No, but you I know see you're Magic young. and Cookie. Girl, with Ella. Exactly. And I was going to say Magic and Cookie. I'm like, yes, baby, it's a yacht. <laughs> yes, that's what we doing. Well, a we'll yacht. Be, you know what? Yacht watch. Yes, okay. yacht watch. <laughs> Let's Seriously. claim it, sis. Claim Seriously. it. It's your I birthday. Mean, I'm, I'm doing it. It's, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> She's like, no, it's no. It's so like, it's need, um, I'm doing need, it. Um, <laughs> need some help. You have to fight my cousins. Now you know I got 50,000. Look. Well, I will babysit K-Bop. Oh, you will have to fight his auntie Monday. See, I tried. Oh, that's right. Because you already said he don't like boats. I know. Oh, right. He doesn't like boats. Unless he has an air-conditioned cabin. Okay, y'all do all that for K-Bop. He's so bougie. We're going to let you eat, Taraji. We appreciate you. Thank you. This is always fun. Thank you. Special thanks to Taraji P. Henson. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.